praise the Lord again. Thank you so much. We are your church planters in the Philippines. And as I start with uh, the lesson, before I start the lesson this morning, for you to get acquainted where we are in the Philippines, I have prepared two maps. And first of all, that's the map of the Republic of the Philippines. And uh, the Philippines is divided into three major islands. Okay, divided into three major islands. So if I can have the Philippine flag, flag please. Uh, pull there, or I can just uh, slide this. Nah. The, 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 the three stars that you see there, the three stars represent the three major islands. The first flag to my left, that is Luzon, and uh, the one in the middle is the Visayas region, and the other one is the uh, Mindanao region. So, but the Philippines is divided into three major islands, Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao, and we are in the center. We are in the Visayas region, okay? Now, three major islands, but the whole Philippines is, com is composed with 7,000 islands, and it all depends if it is high tide or low tide, okay? 7,000 islands, and we are in the Visayas region, and in particular, we are ministering right now in the Leyte province, and also Samar, and also uh, Tacloban City. That's where we were at, and Pastor Petroco has been able to visit us in 2020 of uh, uh, two years ago uh, during our uh, 27th World Missions Conference where one of my sons gave his life to become a full-time minister of the gospel. And so I praise the Lord for that. So we are, uh, we are ministering in the eastern part of the Visayas region and our province is called Leyte. That's Leyte. That's where General Douglas MacArthur landed more than 17 years ago or 70, 70 years ago when him together with the Allied forces uh, liberated us from the uh, neighboring country that uh, occupied us for several years. And so just to give you an a background of where we are ministering in the Philippines. By God's grace, we have been able to plant five churches by the grace of God. The present is uh, Laysam Baptist Church, where I am pastoring right now. And the one second church plant is located in the southern part of the Philippines. Uh, it is called Ligaspi City. That's the place there, that's uh, Legaspi City. That's where we had our second church plant. Uh, and then the rest of the three, uh, four more plants are located in uh, two in Leyte and two in Samar. But next year on the second quarter of this year or next year, we are looking forward to having our second or sixth church plant where 
uh, literally where General Douglas MacArthur landed, the town where he landed. And so could you please pray for us? That's another uh, map of the Philippines. And uh, so you see that as well. See, you see that Eastern Visayas, that's where we are located. The Philippines is, is, is a big uh, country. And so sometimes people would come up to me and say, do you know this uh, missionary? Uh, I said, well, uh, I have heard of his name, but I haven't really met him because we're just scattered abroad preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in the Philippines. The country of the Philippines is an open field. The whole month of January it is declared by the government as the whole month is Bible month, Pastor. From January 1 to January 31, that is Bible month. And we praise the Lord for the partnership that we have with the uh, Liberty Baptist Press that you have provided for us, those John and Romans. And on January 16, for the very first time, the government... Uh, uh, we were able to pass a law, one of the Baptist preacher who became a congressman was able to pass a law recognizing the Baptist churches in the Philippines. So on January 16th, for the very first time, there will be a Baptist, uh, National Baptist Day. It's a non-working holiday in the Philippines. And praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. And you have had that before here. Only something happened. But God can still bring back in your country. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. We serve an all powerful God that he controls everything. Even the heart of the king. The Bible says he turneth it whithersoever he will. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. We have already started our partnership. Thank you. First of all, you have prayed for us. Secondly, through the gospel of John and Romans, we have been a recipient to that. And we just praise and thank you, uh, Liberty Baptist Church, for having the heart to obey the Great Commission. And so this morning, allow me to give you a lesson uh, from the book of Matthew, chapter number 9. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 9. And later, we, I have a video presentation. And I will be uh, talking to you more about the ministries there. The state of the union address. This is the state of the harvest field address. Let's pray. Father in heaven... We praise you, we thank you for this wonderful day. The privilege, oh God, of being able to worship you in such a free country. Thank you, Lord, for Liberty Baptist Church, for their vision, for their mission of reaching the world with the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the leadership of Pastor Brooks. I pray that you would just continually bless him and his family and the rest of the families of Liberty Baptist Church, thank you for being so good to us. We praise you. We thank you. Lord God in heaven, empower your servant. 
Anoint the lips of your servant, for thy servant acknowledges this morning that without you he can do nothing. I pray for the glorification of your most precious name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. According to the recent statistics, and I stand to be corrected in this because everyone has a, access to Google. <laughs> but according to my latest uh, inquiry of Google, it says that by November 15 of 2022, there are now 8 billion people in the world. And when I talk about these statistics, this is what I am talking about. This is the harvest field. And as I further try to look on the statistics of the United States of America, you're nearing to around 3,333 million people in America. And very soon you'll have maybe 400 million if you won't do something with your borders. Amen. Make sure that Mexico will pay for it. <laughs> but in South Dakota, the state of South Dakota, it says that you're nearing to around 986,000 people in South Dakota. In particular, your statistics says in 2021, I have not seen the 2022, so this is not an authority, but just to give us a little bit of, of number here in the city of Rapid, it says that you have estimated about 76,184. This is your harvest field. The Philippines, we are nearing to around 113 million Filipinos. 113 million Filipinos. In the very place where the Lord has called us to minister, the Leyte province, or we call it, you here, you call it state, but in our country, we call it province. The population of our state or province, the province of Leyte, the eighth largest island of the Philippines, it is estimated that we are nearing around 270 million. And, or not 270 million because it would be the, the population of the Philippines are 113 million. You know, you can tell I'm not good in math. <laughs> it's about 2.7 million. You know, pastors are not good in math, but counting the offering, we're good. <laughs> 2.7 million. Am I correct, pastor? <laughs> pastor said yes. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. You need a bigger building, by the way. I pray that one day as the Lord enables me to come back again, as the Lord wills, as he tarries his coming, 
Pastor Petronco was showing me your property there. 30 acres. I could just see that one day, I told Pastor Petroco, maybe one day when the Lord Tyrus is coming, he allows me to come back to South Dakota, that I will be in this place already. Testifying of the goodness and graciousness of the Lord. A testament that he supplies all our needs. But it will come in his time. 2.7 million. In particular, in the city of Tacloban, it is about 275,000. 275,000. When I look at your city and our city, we are more bigger. We are more bigger because the Filipinos are more... You know what I mean. <laughs> the global city is the capital city of the province of Leyte. That's our mission field. And I praise the Lord that by His grace, little by little, we are doing something for His glory and for His honor. Now, going back to our text this morning, I want us all to examine the whole chapter, first of all, of Matthew chapter number 9. If you would notice very carefully, in Matthew chapter number 9, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior this morning, is, is being engaged on the harvest field. You see here that you are going to see at least three divisions as I, as I read the, con, the whole context of Matthew chapter 9. We see the Lord Jesus Christ healing. We see Jesus Christ uh, uh, calling. And we see Jesus Christ raising somebody from the dead. These are three things that you are going to see. And then Jesus Christ gave us the state of the harvest field. You see here that there are several healing that took place. In verses 1 to 8, you are going to see a man sick of the palsy healed. In verses 20 to 22, you are going to see a woman which was deceased with an issue of blood, 12 years, was healed. In verses, uh, in verses 20, uh, 27 to 31, you see two blind men being uh, a recipient of the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verses 23 to 26, you are going to notice the raising of uh, the ruler's daughter from the dead. And we see also the calling of Matthew in this chapter. And so as I try to meditate on this information this morning, I could say, coming from the Holy Spirit trying to help me understand the whole context. This is telling me that the Lord Jesus Christ was engaged on the harvest field. He was intentional. He was out 
there so that he could make an assessment of what was transpiring in the harvest field or in the mission field. That is why it is sometimes suggested very good idea that why not take a mission trip? Why not take a mission trip so that you can, but you know, some says, no, I don't need to have a mission trip. I am already in the mission, mission field. Praise the Lord. But I want you to experience how Filipinos don't have the privileges that you have here. And when by the time you come back, you would be thankful to God. Lord, thank you that I am in the United States of America. Where there is no, you know, when you have your power off, it, does, it doesn't last for six months or seven months or eight months. When we were struck by Hurricane Hayan, nine years ago, power was, you know, uh, energized almost one year. Christmas is dark. But Jesus lighted our hearts. And so let's take a look on these verses this morning and see what God has for us in these verses that we have read. State of the harvest field address, we notice first of all the addressee. The addressee here is no other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? You would, you would notice that the Bible says, and Jesus. Amen? So the, this is worth listening. I know some of you uh, that, you know, maybe when some of our leaders would say, oh, he's going to have a talk to the nation. And we say, forget it. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have that attitude. Right? Am I correct? Amen? I hope I am connecting this morning. I say, oh, he's going to have the State of the Union. Forget it. Who is going to be speaking? Of course, him. I forget it. But could I please beg your attention this morning that the addresser here is no other than your Savior. My Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is worthy of all our audience this morning. He is worthy of all our time. Amen. And I trust this morning that you would, uh, you would find time to listen as he gives us an assessment of the harvest field or the mission field. What you are going to notice this morning is first of all in verse number 39, Jesus ministered to all. Do you not notice in verse 35 that the Bible says Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus ministered to all. The Bible says cities and villages. He never, never confined himself to a particular place. Why? Because the Great Commission says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Notice the addresser here, seeking. 
seeking. Verse number 9, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. The Lord Jesus Christ this morning is seeking. In fact, this is his mission. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Are you saved this morning? We not only notice that the Savior, the addresser here, is not only seeking, but the addresser here, we notice he is seeing. Look at verse number 35, 36. But when he what? He saw. But when he saw. The Bible says, the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Thank God this morning, he can see us from top to the bottom, from the outside to the inside. The adversary saying, but when he saw the multitude, Jesus, listen to this. So more than the physical need of man. If you would notice, he has been doing some healing, feeding, raising people from the dead. But when the Bible says in verse number 36 says, When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad a ship. Having no shepherd. What did the Lord Jesus Christ saw here? He saw a people ready to be harvested either for hell or for heaven. When you would hear... This population of Rapid City of 76,000 people. 33, 333 million in the United States of America are removed. When we were struck by Hurricane Hayan, thousands, between 25 to 30,000 perished. One of my questions was how many souls went to heaven and how many souls went to hell. You know, sometimes we can be victimized with the many things that is going on around us. That we forget to see the real need of man. That is why it is very important that we be engaged, we be intentional, so that we would be able to see what is transpiring in the lives of these people in this world. Seeing when he saw the multitude. In the book of Lamentations chapter number 3, if you would open your Bibles please this morning. Could you please open your Bibles to the book of Lamentations chapter number, number 3 verse 48 and verse 51. Lamentations chapter number 3, 48 and 51. 
In verse number 48, the Bible says, Mine eye runneth down with the rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Verse number 51, Mine eye affected mine heart because of all the daughters of my city. That's what you see in the lives of these people around you. The very people that you get to encounter, meet on a daily basis. Basis. Does your heart, is your heart affected of what you see? When Jesus saw the multitude, the Bible says he saw a pet people ready to be harvested for hell or ready to be harvested for heaven. We not only see the adresser seeking, the adresser seeing, we see the adresser sympathizing. We see the adresser sympathizing. The Bible says he was moved. With compassion. Are we moved with compassion? When we would hear these tragedies around the globe. When we would hear those families in Ukraine. When we would hear those families in Indonesia. The Philippines and around the globe. Lost their lives. Lost their properties. Are we moved with compassion? The adversary sympathizing. Compassion without action is only a mere emotion. Right. I always say that. It's just a mere emotion. It's like, oh, okay. I'll pray for you. <laughs> That's it. But no action. Tonight, I believe real compassion requires action. Because... God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. We not only see the addresser, we see the addressee. The addressee this morning is told in verse number 37. Then saith he unto his disciples, the addressee this morning is... Is you and me who are saved. Is the church this morning individually. It is us believers. Corporately it is us the local church. If you would notice this morning on the addressee. Jesus named specifically his addressee. It is not to whom it may concern. Hello. Are you still there? It is not to whom it may concern. He named his addressee specifically. It is not to whom it may concern. Saith he unto his disciples. If you would turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter number 20 verse number 21. John 20 Verse number 21, the Bible says, Then 
said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Who is that you? It's me and you. It's us. If we are saved. The addressee, the believers, the disciples, Jesus named specifically his addressee. Jesus poured out his heart literally when he said, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. This is Jesus going back to Matthew chapter number 9. This is Jesus pouring out his heart literally when he saw the multitude being deceived with, with false religion, false hope. He was moved with compassion. And now he said, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. I always say this, the harvest is never the problem. It is the laborers. It is very sad what is transpiring in the Christian world today. That there are more loiterers than laborers. May I be in the position that I am a laborer rather than. A loiterer. Take note, not only the addresser, the addressee, we see the appeal. There is an appeal here. The appeal is found in verse number 38. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. You know, I have, I know pastor have preached on this, on this text and some of us men uh, have looked into this. But you know, the Bible is inexhaustible. And as I was just reviewing and reviewing and reviewing and just meditating, I came to realize that the answer, the solution to the great need of the harvest field is never found in the material aspect. It is not found in the physical, social, environmental, cultural, neither in political. It is a spiritual. The hope of this country, the hope of the Philippines, the hope of the whole world is the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not the man in the White House. It is the man riding on a white horse. You and I will be frustrated when we put our confidence, our trust in men. That is why the Bible says it is better to put your trust, my trust in the Lord. La confianza mata lomre. Confidence in a man kills. Kills him. The answer. The solution. Pray. We need intercessors. Five 
I'll try to do this in five minutes. First of all, notice the life of Jesus Christ when it comes to prayer. Luke 6, 12 to 13, quickly. We'll have a miracle that will have the clock stop. Verse 12 and 13. Look at this. It came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. To give you a quick discussion, just explanation on this. This is the time when Jesus Christ was getting ready to call his disciples and send them. He spent a lot of time in prayer. The reason why there are many, so few laborers because churches, believers are not praying for laborers. No wonder that the apostles, the disciples, of all the things that they asked the Lord Jesus Christ, the apostles had this request in Luke 11.1. 1. Luke 11.1, 1, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he seized one of his disciples, said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Of all the things that the disciples, the apostles wanted to learn from the Lord Jesus Christ, what they wanted that Jesus Christ would teach them was to pray. He said, teach us how to win souls. But they said, teach us to pray. Isn't that intriguing this morning? The Apostle Paul, his request is for prayer to be given to him. In 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 1. 2 Thessalonians 3 1. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3 1. And we will wrap up this one. 2 Thessalonians 3 1. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3 1. Finally brethren, pray for us. The solution of the harvest field need is for us to get down on our knees and pray. Amen. I have this song that I saw, I heard this song sung, and I just want to uh, conclude this message this morning through this song. But the song is entitled, My house is full, but my field, no one wants to work in my fields. You can continue downloading that song. But isn't that true today? Yes, sir. God's house is full, but the field is empty. Will you consider enlisting yourself to becoming a laborer? And it will start by prayer.